What's up, you guys? I hope you had a great week last week. I know I did. It was really busy in terms of work commitments. My contract actually ends today, and I have a couple hours to find out whether or not I got renewed again. And then, of course, there was Valentine's Day and the premiere of Black Panther as well. But let me know if you had a great week as well. How was your Valentine's Day? How was your side chick day? If that's what you're into, we don't judge around here. Um, but in the meantime, let's jump into a recap of last week's episode of Teen Mamo G ahead of tonight's episode dropping. We started off, it was Halloween, and Macy and Taylor discussed their plans to continue the family tradition of going trick-or-treating um, with Bentley and Ryan's family as well, and Macy's parents also. She actually casually tells Taylor in conversation that she's always felt closer to Ryan's parents than to him, and to me that was like, damn, like really, really interesting to note that considering they were high school sweethearts, so it's kind of interesting how much Ryan's parents like really loved her from the very start and took their relationship seriously because I'm pretty sure that most parents don't really take high school relationships all that seriously and would probably keep their distance waiting for you know their child and their girlfriend or boyfriend to kind of inevitably break out right anyway Andrew and Amber talk about the baby and he suggests that they get a midwife and that Amber deliver in a bathtub and start eating better as well Amber calls him a hippie and seems really really irritated with the whole thing Amber calls him a west coast hippie and seems really irritated with his ideas of what childbirth should be like and then we got a little bit of a teen mom too, teen mom OG crossover where Farrah reveals that Janelle had called her to let her know that her mom Barbara had ins invited her ex-husband Cortland to her wedding and Farah is just appalled she's like how does Barbara even know this person this person's a criminal this person has nothing but nasty things to say about me and why wouldn't she even tell me both she and her dad blatantly called Deborah kind of thirsty for inviting all of these like teen mom by proxy stars that she doesn't even really know meanwhile in Michigan Caitlin and Tyler reveal their pregnancy news to her mother April via the same you know announcement shirt that Nova wore when she was announcing to Tyler as well and April cries tears of joy for them and I kind of cry different tears knowing how this is going to end up and then we switch on over to Tyler and Butch working on the fence that Butch has to build for Tyler in order to earn his rehab stay and so Tyler's like if you don't want to go to rehab let me know and we can just you know because it's money right like let me know if you don't want to actually do this and we just won't do it but I really want you to get better and then Butch claims that he does want to go to rehab and get himself clean but that he's worried about his grandchildren and Tyler's sister as well and Tyler tells him that they're not his responsibility and it kind of seems like they're implying that his sister is on drugs or something like that and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she were both on drugs and some sort of a prostitute as well. Back down south Mackenzie gets ready to head to Macy's place for trick-or-treating and complains that Macy only coordinates things through Larry and not Ryan so on the ride there with Ryan and his crazy eyes Ryan calls his mom Jen who reveals that Macy pushed back their trick-or-treating from five o'clock to six o'clock which sucks because Mackenzie's son Hudson has to go back to his dad's for six o'clock so Hudson and Bentley wouldn't be able to trick-or-treat together and Mackenzie was Ryan's ride as well so Ryan wouldn't be able to see Bentley and I was frustrated for Ryan in that case but at the same time it's sort of like you two are grown-ass adults and you should have communicated this sort of thing between each other you know and if you were handling communications with 
Macy via, you know, Jen or Larry. Why did Jen or Larry not relay this information to Macy? It's just a giant clusterfuck and I feel like both of them are responsible for this. A frustrated Ryan and Mackenzie decide to just, you know, screw it and start their trick-or-treating with Hudson alone. And Ryan calls back his mom and um, tells her that, listen, like he can't even see that much of Bentley because he has to go back with Mackenzie in order to drop Hudson off because Mackenzie is his ride. And so his mom is like, oh my God, Bentley wants to see you, um, blah, blah, blah. He needs to see you. And Ryan's like, don't start with that shit. And I was like, damn, like Ryan, this is how you talk to your mom. First of all, I'm not all that surprised. Mimi Jen seems like the type to like let her child slap her in the face or something like that and just cry on Dr. Phil or whatever. But it is just so embarrassing to see on TV, especially considering how much she defends him and stands by him through things like his, you know, drug addiction. You would think that he had more respect for her than that. But Come on. Back in Michigan again, Caitlin and Tyler tell Butch the news that they're pregnant and he says that he's excited for them and he also reveals that he's excited to go to the rehab facility that he found out will give him massages, acupuncture, and Oh yeah, get him off of drugs as well. Back down in Fairland, by the way, is anyone else kind of surprised by how long she's been staying with her dad, it seems like? It's kind of interesting to me that she hasn't gotten back on her feet since then. But anyway, she FaceTimes her mom, Deborah to curse her ass out for inviting Cortland to her wedding. And Deborah tells her that she's being ungodly and judgmental because Cortland's changed his life despite being a criminal. Farrah tells her that she's crazy because she's changed her life more than anyone she's ever seen. I mean, Farrah went from porn star to a webcam porn model. Like it is a much bigger transition than Angelina Jolie from like the whore of Babylon to, you know, pretty much like the diplomat of the world. Deborah then tells Farah that she likes Janelle and to stop being so dramatic. And so Farah's like, well, if you like Janelle, then why wasn't she invited to your wedding? And crickets, crickets, crickets. And I just love whenever Farah manages to expose her mom's like craziness. Farah then hangs up on her mom after that. And then Gary and Christina talk about how Amber got pregnant within like a week of hanging out with Andrew and Gary says that he hopes it's not Matt's baby back in Michigan again Tyler calls her rehab and finds out that it costs $48,000 for 90 days oh my god it really better come with a live-in prostitute for that price because child hell hell to the no would I pay that and honestly this is not like a diss towards butch or anything like that but I highly doubt it's gonna work on him I'm pretty sure he's probably already back on drugs Tyler then experiences a little bit of a Freudian slip when he says, fuck me in the ass, dude. On the porch, he and Caitlin talk about how they have to spend their money on this sort of thing and asking each other's permission and how Butch better shape the F up in light of, you know, this astounding price. Tyler then says something somewhat ironic about how disappointing it is to give someone every single tool they need to build something and they kind of just shit it away, which to me applies to like 99.9% .9 of the teen mom cast. Tyler and Caitlin included as well. Whatever happened to their dreams of going to college? Jen and Larry go trick-or-treating with Ryan and Mackenzie and gossip about how mean Ryan's being. And so by the time Macy and uh, what's that guy's name, Taylor, arrive, Mackenzie and Ryan have to leave. And Mackenzie throws this massive, massive fit that really shows off her age. Like she refused to say hi to Macy and Macy's family. She stayed all the way back there with her arms crossed, huffing and puffing like the 
19, 18, 17, whatever old she is. And it was just cringe-tastic. Like I felt embarrassed for her that this, you know, is someone's mama out here acting a damn fool, like a 12 year old who was told she could not get like the latest, like, what do you call those? Polly Pocket or something like that. A hot ass mess, Mackenzie. You really look dumb in that scene. Back in Michigan again, Tyler's sister actually looks road hard and hung up wet when he pulls up to claim Butch. It's so sad how um, those people are the ones who have the most kids, y'all. Like, I don't know if you remember my About Me video, but I grew up mainly like in the boonies, boonies, boonies. And I know people like this and their number one hobby is popping out babies, even though they're a hot ass mess and don't really have that much, you know, if anything to offer kids. It's just gross. Tyler seemed absolutely unimpressed from the moment he arrived. He didn't want to like speak to her. He didn't even get out of his car at all or to speak to the kids either. It was until Butch was taking too damn long. He's like, what the heck is going on? And actually before he even hops into the house, Ashley tells him about how her light or whatever, her power got cut off, something about transferring them in different names, and Tyler seems disinterested. It seems like she may ask him for money more than he's, you know, willing to entertain. Remember, he once bought her a boob job, you know? So, you know, after like kind of cutting his conversation with his sister short, Tyler then just gets into the house where we see Butch and his little like, I don't know what it's called, of all the candles, like walking around the house trying to figure out where all of his stuff is. The guy only had one suitcase packed in all of this stuff, but he was so excited to show off his candle holder. My God. So Amber has been so active this episode, you guys. She literally went from her couch to a wagon to a bed. That's got to be a record. Usually she's just on like, you know, a bed or a couch and that's it. She and Andrew talked to a producer and she reveals that he also wants her to have a natural birth and to not find out the sex of the baby either. So these two really should have gotten to know each other before like the two week mark or something like that because it seems like they are fundamentally different people. Andrew seems to live like this super hippy dippy, almost healthy life despite, he doesn't look like that healthy of a person. It seems like he wants to like be like this full like earthy, like vegan, whatever kind of lifestyle on her, but the rules don't really apply to him, which is kind of ironic. And Amber is very like cut and dry about what she does and doesn't want. I found it, you know, personally quite comical the way she was like, you don't know what to expect with a child. I can't like prepare for a child if I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. It was like, okay, girl, first of all, you don't even know what to expect when it comes to parenting a child because you didn't parent your last one. And second of all, I'm pretty sure you can still buy cribs and like, pretty much anything else without knowing the sex of your child. As much as I don't like Amber, I do have to agree with her that this Andrew guy seems so annoying and try hard when it comes to the way he wants her to birth the damn child. It's coming out of my body, so I'm gonna decide the way I'm birthing this. So you just sit right there and mind your own business. Next up, Macy and Taylor talk about how they didn't know Ryan had to leave at six, which is weird because Jen should have known or Larry should have known and communicated it to them. So someone's lying here or someone just, you know, absolutely drop the ball. Like I said earlier, this could have been avoided if Macy just directly spoke to Ryan about this thing because according to Mackenzie, Ryan did try to reach out to Macy about the trick-or-treating stuff and if she ignored it, then that's pretty damn childish. Like, you're gonna be there with him, so I'm pretty sure it's okay for you to text with him, you know, ahead of all of this. Back home, Ryan claims that Macy did the whole trick-or-treating thing on purpose and talked about how sad Hudson was over it. You guys, was Mackenzie wearing bridal makeup in this scene? It was really heavy 
heavy for her. Now, um, in our last scene of the episode, Caitlin looked so pretty when talking to Butch about rehab. She looked so like vibrant and just energetic. Um, Butch starts crying about feeling like he's abandoning his grandkids because Tyler's sister has them living in destitution with no electricity or food sometimes, and apparently she treats them like shit as well. It seems like to Butch, being a good grandfather to these grandkids is his like shot at redemption for how bad of a father he was to Tyler and Ashley. And I don't know if he's got other kids or whatever, but like, it seems like that's what he feels like. And um, guys, weren't Caitlin and Tyler kind of pseudo raising her sister Ashley's son, I forgot his name at some point. I really wonder what happened there for Tyler to not even acknowledge him when he pulled up at his sister's house as well. Strange all around. But that wraps up the what? 11th episode of this season of Teen Mom OG. But as usual, I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything. So please make sure to leave all of your thoughts. Um, opinions in the comment section down below and we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more, feel free to share it with your friends as well and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.